0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.
1: Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey,
2: I'm
3: Double J. Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the king of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Lou Gowan. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Lou Gowen is, Vote the Raven. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk.
2: Now now alive.
1: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Peak Finell, and today I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, Tempest the Wrestler. I-
2: I'm Tempest the Wrestler, and I'm out of ideas. It's very difficult I- to think of different ways to say your name when you're just stuck in a in a four square foot box behind this desk.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're having a positive day today, Tempest. Oh, it does is. it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> very, very positive with the with the, the the I'm stuck in this box and I don't know what to do with my name. Maybe it's just early. Maybe that's what it is. It's entirely possible. I'm yeah. I'm
2: I'm growing growing tired of being tired. Yeah. No,
1: I feel that. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, tell you what, being a, speaking of being tired, uh, the last couple nights, right? <clears throat> I've wanted to sleep at like 9 p.m. because I'm an old man. And I'm just like, I just, I just got to go to, I got to go to sleep. I couldn't do it the previous night. Cause I was waiting on a food delivery order that I had, um, which was somewhere between nine and 10. Got to about half 10 and it didn't come. So then they called me and said, Oh, by the way, the drivers come back to the, uh, to the depot because, uh, they're out of driving hours. So they can't get it to you now. I was like, cool. They said, we'll get it to you tomorrow. Cool. What? Yep. Uh, So I got it the next day anyway, uh, which just meant I stayed up for an extra, you know, hour and 45 minutes from when I actually wanted to go to bed for nothing. Uh, But then the next night I was like, it got to about nine o'clock again. And I was like, God, I I just need to go to bed. And I was like, today I can just do it. I'm just going to go to sleep and it's going to be great. Went to bed, right? About 9 p.m. And I I never do this. Never, ever, ever. But I didn't set an alarm at all, right? So I was like, I don't need to be up super early tomorrow because on Wednesdays, I don't help write the news in the mornings. So I can just like I can have a little bit of a lie in. Right. Woke up at half eight in the morning. That's so late for me. God, I normally get up at like 6.15 is when my alarm normally goes off. So I slept from like quarter to 10, like maybe half nine until half eight. It's ridiculous. I never sleep that long ever. And it was wonderful. You can tell that my body really needed it so yeah i I'm feeling all right today man it's crazy oh
2: Pete you can tell that we are two different people very I because yes. i I slept until uh uh 10, 10 to nine
1: this morning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and that that is no buys for 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 all time do,
1: but what time do you go to bed
2: uh probably about 2.30. because I what was I'm saying editing this this nxt review Mm. for the for the news which is always just a a a bucket of fuzzy ducks so fun Mm. so fun editing filming the whole deal all Mm -hmm. in one night to be done for a uk (laughs) youtube channel early Mm -hmm. in the morning love it yeah
1: it'll be so much better um in the future um But we'll we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Um, There was something else I was going to mention about what you just said about staying up or about. Yeah, because even like when I stay up for live reactions and I'm going to bed at like half four, I I will still get up at like eight just because that's what my body does. It's like, well, you can't sleep any longer. Just get up. So for me to go to bed at half nine and sleep until half eight, it's unheard of. Absolutely j- ridiculous. I, I didn't. I didn't understand it at all. And like, I checked my, my 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 Fitbit in the morning to be like, "Wow, how much did I actually sleep?" And it was like, "No, I actually like slept during that time." Like, oh my god, this is crazy. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice change to be able to just sleep because I haven't done that since like, God, I haven't got a proper night's sleep. Not like not like that since before the pandemic started because. <laughs> The pandemic has literally just instilled this base-level anxiety in me that just means I can't get a good night's sleep, like, ever. Uh, so it was nice. It's it's good. It's refreshing. But anyway, we'll talk about some more stuff in the, uh, in the outro of the show. Let's get into talking about NXT, uh, where also, before we get into the show as well, just wanted to say I am your Jam That Champion. The title has finally been delivered! So now I can truly show everyone that I am your reigning, defending, jam that champion, and I'm very happy about it. Our YouTube members will be able to see me holding the title up right now. But if you're listening on audio, there it is, the title. Hell yeah! It's it, it came great. home. That's what people were talking about this whole time, right? Exactly. When people say it's coming home, they're talking about the championship to me. Uh, Which is where it's supposed to be. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Anyway, let's talk about NXT. Where the first thing we're going to be talking about is we've got a new North American champion with Hit Row being awesome. Swerve is the new champion and I loved it. Let's talk about it. we've got not only do we have a new jam that champion we've got a new north american champion on NXT because at, in the main event of this episode we had that was set up earlier in the show we had isaiah swerve scott taking on bronson reed for the north american championship this was not set up on a previous episode this was a bit of an impromptu uh, match so it seems um and The backstage promo, in order to actually set up the match itself, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, In the Bronson Reed was just being like, because they announced, which we'll we'll talk more about later, they're doing a 2021 version of the Breakout Tournament, Um, and two of those competitors, excuse me, in the Breakout Tournament were Bronson Reed and Isaiah Swerve Scott. So they showed like a little promo for it, and then they cut directly to Bronson Reed being like, "Hey." That uh, breakout tournament was really important for me. Uh, I'm standing here as a North American champion, and I wouldn't have been able to do that without the tournament. Yada, yada. Um, and then Swerve comes in and interrupts and be like, hey, if you're the champion that you said you were, you defend that tonight. Uh, something about it. We've mentioned it so many times before, but there's something about Hit Row that's just so captivating and real and they just, as soon as they walk in a room, it's the kind of thing where everyone shuts up to listen to what Hit has got to say. And they come in and they just take over what Bronson's saying. And they, they, their charisma is on another level. Like they just have such a presence when they walk into a segment. And they, he kind of baits Bronson into setting up a title match for the main event of the show. I thought this Day segment was really good. Really, really enjoyed yeah. it. They don't even have to do anything outstanding. They just come in and just go, hey, we should fight. And you go, oh, they're so cool. <laughs> oh, man, I love them. I love them, I love them, I love them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think saying they've got charisma is like an understatement. They have such a natural yeah. charisma where, like you said, they don't have to do anything to be captivating. They just need to be. And they're my favorite thing to watch on this show by a wide margin, honestly. They can walk in and just interrupt an interview segment or even later in the show where they were just kind of seen backstage hyping Isaiah Swerve Scott up it's all captivating and that's that's something we don't usually get in a lot of WWE these days because people will have charisma for sure but it's not the same kind of just hook you in and you're locked into watching whatever they do even if it's some mundane backstage segment that doesn't matter oh I, oh, I loved it I it, it, listen to how we're talking about it. It's just like a throwaway backstage segment that doesn't matter, but because it's hit row, it's just like, oh, it was so good. I love it so much. It's a, just an absolute testament to how they
1: are. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and this set up the uh, the main event match. Bronson Reed versus Swerve. We got the return. of intangibles, yeah. they came back. <laughs> And this is the first time we've seen intangibles for swerve specifically. the The Bronson Reed ones were agility and power. We've spoken about that before. But swerve has got aerial, ruthless, and elusive.
2: Elusive. to their guns
1: stick into their guns of adjectives and nouns, and they cannot pick between them at all.
2: No, no. Uh, it, this uh, warmed my my heart so much because we weren't mm-hmm. supposed to get a championship match on this show. And even still, it's about a 50-50 shot, whether they actually do intangibles for their championship matches. Mm-hmm. And then we got some intangibles, and I was like, yay!
1: Yeah. Love it, love it, love it, love it. You can buy your intangibles intangibles merch at RussellShop.com. Just throwing that one out there. Um, yeah, so we got into the match. I thought it was a pretty fun match. It was, it, you know, it's it's not been of the same caliber of the recent NXT main events of like Kushida versus Kyler Riley or like Kushida versus uh, Santos Escobar or anything like that, or even maybe uh, GYV versus Champer and Thatcher. Probably not at that mm-hmm. level either. Um, but what I will say is that I don't think the match needed to be a blowaway, massive, amazing thing because the result, I think hyped me up enough uh, because it got to well, I thought it was a quite a fun match of Bronson Reed just being a big dude, chucking Swerve around because that's what he does. Um, there was a really fun bump where Hit Row started to get involved in the match here where Top Dollar goes to charge at uh, at Bronson Reed, Reed sidesteps and kind of throws him, and he just dives through the barricade, through like the, the the sheet they've got with the cage wall on it, and just dives straight over the barricade onto the floor. And I was like, I Jesus, said. yeah, oh, well, that was that was cool, that was really good. <laughs> um, and something that's quite good as well was that he looked that made me go, Oh, god, like Top Dollar's like a fast guy, like he's got a lot of speed behind him, like that. That made me more excited to see Top Dollar wrestle as well from him just taking a bump. I was like, It's another little uh check in the box of like, Oh, I'm still into this. Um, and then um, Ashanti the Adonis went over to check on him and Reed kind of threw him into Top Dollar over the barricade as well, which was cool. But that gave enough of a distraction, enough time for Swerve to hit him with the house goal as he was getting into the ring. Hit a, uh, a Springboard 450 onto his back uh as he was kind of lying through the ropes. And then he just gets the pinfall victory and Swerve is the new North American champion. And I just got really excited when I saw this happen because I just... Like we've said it since Hit Row debut, just like push them or give them all the gold, just do all the things with them. And they are, they are doing it with them. And I'm so excited.
2: Yeah. The only negative thing I could say about this is that they didn't do it sooner.
1: Yeah. Right. Like,
2: and not even, not even a joke. I think they should have done this like a month ago. Yeah. I think it would have been more effective for Bronson Reed's character to have had a really short title reign, as opposed to a month and a half title reign where he got like one, uh, like one title defense in against, you know, the, the MSK, that whole match at takeover, Mm -hmm. that whole match at takeover, which was good. But I think the, the, I've never won a championship. It's been 14 years to win a championship. I think that story would have been highlighted a bit more if, he lost the title immediately afterwards as opposed Mm -hmm. to waiting a month and a half. Cause now he's in that weird kind of middle ground where he wasn't like a two week champion where he can just be like, Oh, I worked so hard and now it's gone, but it also wasn't a long reign. So, and it doesn't matter. He's going to get called up to the main roster any week now. So it just, it's, it's not important, but that's just me saying like I would have done that a month ago and given swerve just an immediate push. That being said, Swerve's the champion, and I'm happy about that. i love to see it. Isaiah Swerve Scott should be the face of NXT by this time next year. Give him a nice long six-month reign with the North American title, and then have him go on and win the NXT championship from whichever babyface takes down Karrion Cross.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'd love to see it. I just want more and more Isaiah Swerve Scott. And all of Hit Row, honestly. yeah, This, to me, is the main event faction. In NXT right now. If you have if you have the way turn baby face and then face hit row in a bunch of these matches,
1: and that is good times. And genuinely, with the way that this show is shaping up, if they're looking at with recent um potential call-ups of Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed, because they've been doing dark matches and going on, on main event and things like that, if Cross is gonna lose the title, if he's gonna lose it to someone like I don't know, Johnny Gargano. And you have Gargano as a heel champion to start with, but kind of turns Babyface through the course of his reign. And then you have the way versus Hit Row as the way to get Swerve up to get to the NXT championship. I just think that's really fun. I just think that would make a lot of sense. It would be really, really cool. Um, I think there's so much you can do with both of these factions. And I'm I'm just so into Hit Row. I just something about them. I was mentioning to you as soon as their theme song hits, I'm all I find myself getting excited every time. It's one of those things where you just have an instinctual like Pavlovian response to something. Hit Rose music hits, I'm like ah excitement, and I always yeah. just end up like singing along to. Them. I'm just like hero every single time, and it's just man they're a great faction they've got they've got some money in those guys and i just hope they they realize that and they cherish and they nurture it because i think they have realized it by giving swerve the north american title but i hope they just want to keep that going they feel like stars they do I, yeah. get,
2: I get the same feeling when they come out that i get when i see a really big star maybe even not now but from years past like obviously it's not at the level of something like steve austin or the rock because that's ridiculous but mm. when their music hits, I sit up a little bit more. Yeah. I'm, paying, I'm yeah, locked man. in. I'm paying attention because I know that something cool is about to happen because they're cool. They're stars. I love it. I want more of this faction. I want them in every single segment. <laughs> they're my favorite thing. <laughs> every single segment. That's Just give me do two hours of hit row.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that won't get boring really fast. Let's see what you guys think. Let's get into some of your ultra chats. If you want to get in your ultra chats, send in your messages and your questions and stuff. We'll read out every single one of them. Uh, You can get answered by your Jam That Champion. Just throwing that out there that I do have the title now. Just going to milk that for what it's worth. Uh, Get them in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. The link is on the screen right now. uh, And we'll be reading out every ultra chat that is of five bucks or higher. Um, So um Hutch Army says, "Morning Intangibles. Can't watch live today. I have work, but good show last night. Uh, I'm on a takeover rewatch. And yesterday, I watched Brooklyn Three and War Games One. In both, Malro mentioned the intangible assets of the competitors' long-term booking. Yeah. yeah, long-term booking indeed. They they always knew they were going to do the intangibles, and it definitely wasn't a last-minute thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely." Uh, no. Brooklyn three, good takeover. Uh which mm. which show was, was War Games one again? Oh, that was when Drew lost the title to Andrade.
1: Wow. Uh yeah. And I it was totally obviously the, about that. the first War Games match, which was sanity versus era versus someone. Um the Roderick
2: Strong Authors of Pain weird combination. That's the
1: one. That's the one. Yes. Uh what a show. Um, what a show. What a show. Uh, and then we've got uh, Emma Bon uh, says, I tried the Nutella and pickles. It was excellent flavor-wise. My only complaint was that I wished the creaminess of the Nutella combined with the crunchiness of the pickles. I felt like I was eating two separate ingredients instead of one sandwiches. Is Nutella and pickles a thing that you've been hopping on now as well, as well as peanut nope. butter?
2: This this is not me. This is not me. Okay. This is uh, an alteration being made by mm-hmm. fans. I've seen... At least two different people talk about Nutella and pickles, which may be good, may, may not. I cannot co-sign it. I have not tried it. I don't have a great desire to to try it. I was on a Mm. real Nutella kick when I was like in high school. I think I've eaten it once since I graduated. Not, not a big Nutella guy, but if I keep
1: getting messages like this, perhaps, perhaps that will change. See, I love Nutella, but even I don't really want to try that, I'll be honest. I'm I'm more tempted to try that than I am peanut butter, but we'll have to to wait and see on that one. But for now, let's get into reviewing the rest of NXT, which kicked off straight into a match of uh, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus Emma Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai for the number one contenderships to the Women's uh, Tag Team Championships, uh, which is going to be defended next week at the Great American Bash. I thought this was a really fun match, really fast paced. My only criticism of it is that sometimes I forgot who the legal person was because Uh they just kind of went in and out and they were back and forth all over the shop and especially because none of them really have matching gear it's not very easy to tell like who the teams were and stuff like that every so often because especially because stark and Shry have just kind of been thrown together as a team we're not like used to seeing those two together or anything there's a couple of times i was like wait why is she attacking a? Ti- she's not a teammate never mind i retract that statement so a, a couple of times it got a little bit confusing about like who's doing what having said that Thought that was this was a really fast-paced, really fun match. I thought everyone looked really good. I thought there was a really fun spot where they were going to do a big Tower of Doom thing that they always do in these big multi-person matches. And then Raquel Gonzalez just came in and just beat everyone up and said, "No Tower of Doom for you. Power bomb to you. Slam to you. Going to chuck you over here." I thought that was really fun. She looked great. Um, and then eventually Shirai hit her Moon Soul onto uh, Dakota Kai. Um, so Shirai and Zoe Stark are going to be facing the way next week. I thought it was a really good opening match. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. I
2: need them to figure out whether they're going to do the one person from each team in the ring at all time rule or the two people in the ring and they tag out to any any team. I don't mm-hmm. care which of the two sets of rules that they do, but I need them to pick one. Stick with it. I know that you prefer one over I the care.
1: Other. I care. Yeah. Yes. The, the way they did it here is the correct way. And I will also say... This is the NXT way. I don't think NXT's ever done the main roster way, which is the two teams that are legal and can tag out to anyone. So I believe NXT is at least consistent with what they do. It's just that WWE as a whole just sometimes changes it up. And they're wrong. Do it this way. This is the right way to do it. Yes, well, you see, NXT
2: falls under the, the WWE umbrella. It's all oh. the same. According according to some people. According to some people, it's all, it's all the same. It's not. It's not, but according to some people, it's all the same. So the match itself, I thought was like a ton of fun. I, th- I thought that everyone got a chance to shine. I really liked Zoe Stark's finisher, which we haven't mm. seen a ton because she has won matches very often. And when she has, it's been by roll up. Mm-hmm. She had like a really cool, it's like a, a twisting, flipping, go to sleep, knee to the face yeah. type deal. Ooh, good, good stuff good stuff i mean it was like just the fun action-packed opening match that you would hope to see on a show like this you know And, and people will throw shade at other companies for it's like oh it's just spots or whatever i thought this was a match that was just spots but i'm not someone who complains about that sort of thing if it's a good match it's a good match i don't care how they do it and it was it was really fun it was really fun really enjoyed this I have one. It's not. It's not a big gripe. It's not a gripe at the match at all. But um, this was the first time in a in a little while that I was paying attention close enough to commentary to hear that Dakota Kai's finisher is called the Go To Kick. Yep. That's the worst name for a finisher I've ever heard. It's awful. That's the worst. Terrible. Worst
1: name for a finisher I have ever heard. When she's literally got another move called the Chiropractor. That's so much better and it's actually like a play on words and it's really cool because it's like a backstabber as well. So it's a you do that with the chiropractic. It's a good move with a good name. And then she's got the go to kick. It's like
3: yeah. come
2: on now. Come on yeah. now. You couldn't mm, cause I I'm sorry, like the captain of Team Kick is also one of the worst nicknames I've ever heard. Team Kick. Yeah. It sounds like a, a name from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Or something like that.
1: (laughs) What a reference. Yes, it does.
2: (laughs) Team Kick. With the go to kick.
1: Made up of, like, Hitmonlee's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's called Team Kick. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah. God. Uh, but, yeah, Shirai and Stark versus The Way next week is probably going to be a lot of fun, I would assume. Yeah. I think uh, Zo- Zoe Stark, now that she's kind of moving into her own a little bit, I think she looked really good in this match, uh, along with Io Shirai, we know is absolutely fantastic. Indy Hartwell's been improving a ton, and uh, Candice Array, we know, is a, uh, an amazing wrestler. We've seen that Candice and Shirai have amazing chemistry as well, so I think it's probably going to be a really fun match next week.
2: Yeah, looking on the whole, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, to Great American Bash. I think this card has really come together. I'm maybe even more excited about this
1: show than I was about the last takeover. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, we then had uh carrying cross backstage was making his entrance into the, uh, into the arena, but Johnny Gargano tries to attack him, uh, gets hit a few punches before they get separated. Mm, that was about it. I just want to bring mm-hmm.
2: one thing up just before yep. we completely get away from this topic. Sure. But if it's Dakota's choice to pick the names, why should we judge? Cause the names Cause are bad. bad name.
1: Cause it's a bad name. Yes.
2: Yeah. Doesn't matter who comes up with the idea. I don't know if I'm, you're I'm... just taking the piss because of the whole Nikki cross thing from a week ago where people yeah. really got on everyone because it was her idea and everything. If an idea is still bad. Yeah. You still judge people for it. I mean, that's yeah. what we do here. I will let you in on a secret. Everything on every show is a choice. Yeah. Every cut, a choice, every move, Every storyline, every single thing you ever see is someone's choice. Yeah. And you can judge those things.
1: That's allowed. You certainly can. Yeah. And we're not blaming WWE if it was Dakota's choice for the finish. We're just saying that the name of the finish is bad. <laughs> 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 That's it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So Johnny Gargano attacks Tats, Karen Cross. fairly ineffectual. They get separated. Cool. Setting There's up like more stuff later on in the show. 10 second segment.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, we then got announced uh, the announcement that the NXT Breakout Tournament is coming back uh, for this season, uh, for this season, for this year. Uh, uh, I'm all for it. I, I really enjoyed all the right. Breakout Tournament when they did it last time. It's to be expected that they weren't going to mention all the people involved, considering some of them aren't with the company anymore. Not least, the person who won it being Jordan Miles, who actually won the tournament before. Um, but... It was a a pretty effectual promo. I thought they listed a bunch of people that were in the breakout tournament. Look at what they're doing now uh, in 2021, Uh, which is pretty cool. And then, as we mentioned before, they went straight into uh, a segment between Bronson Reed and Swerve, who were two competitors from the breakout tournament, which was also very effectual. Here's a question. Do you think they're going to bring in, because when they did the breakout tournament in 2019, they just brought in like eight fresh, completely brand new people. Do you think we're going to see more of that here, or do you think they're going to do like Carmelo Hayes and Trey Baxter and people like that for this tournament? I would like to think so, because for the most part, they are still, they're the exact
2: same level of guys that we had in the last breakout tournament, where it's not the massive show their face in the takeover crowd, Mm. free agent signings. It's not the Drew McIntyres, the Adam Coles, the Samoa Joes, I know these are people that didn't actually sit in the in the crowd at takeover, so it's bad examples. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Those kind of really big names. We weren't getting those guys in the breakout tournament. And mm-hmm. I get it that they've already wrestled on NXT in Carmelo Hayes' case twice and Trey Baxter's case once. I'd be really disappointed if they're not in it because they are exactly the kind of guys that I want to see in a tournament like this. Likewise, with Ari Sterling, which we saw later in the show, mm-hmm. the former Alex Zane. I want to see all of those guys in the tournament because they're great and we need to get those those CWC promo packages for each of these guys again. I know we got it for the first two, not for the last one, but more effort being put onto them, I think is just going to help them 10 times over. I'm very excited for this tournament. Honestly, they've got a good crop of new signees coming in.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I really hope that they do. And I would like to see Carmelo Hayes win it. I think yep, from, from the from the people we've seen so far, I think he's probably got the most potential currently. He's the guy I was most immediately like, that's a that's a star in the making. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I I'd hope that he wins because they say it's another title shot that's on the line. I'm assuming NXT title shot. And I think he'd be great if he got like a, a on a random episode of NXT, just got an amazing title match out of it. Be great. Yep. Yeah. All for it.
2: Absolutely. I could see Hayes and Baxter being the final two. Baxter mm. winning and turning heel. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, I can totally see that. Something about him, about Trey Baxter in his match with Kushida just said heel to me. I don't know what it was, but he had some kind of like just arrogance exuding from him. And I would really like to see both of them get the chance to have a match, have something more to it than just, sir, shake hands, do the match. Oh, thank you for wrestling good time move on i want to see them get the spotlight put on them yeah and maybe have a feud coming out of it
1: yeah maybe i'd be well up know. for that well up for yep. it um or maybe you could do where uh i i don't know if i don't think i'd be as much of a fan of this one actually now that i'm thinking about it and saying it out loud but if carmelo wins the tournament um and in the NXT championship match straightbacks that comes out so like not necessarily cost him, but just like attack him, maybe after the match or maybe during cost him the match or whatever. And then he turns heel that way and then they have a feud based off the back of that. It's an option. I think I like it less than what you said, but hey-ho. Um then we after that we got uh Carrion Cross came out to the ring uh and just basically called out Johnny and he's just like, I'm willing to to die by the sword that I go by. Are you the same? Are You a coward, really liked it the Johnny Gargano then came immediately. I was like, No, I'm not a coward, I'm right here. What are you want about? I'm not <laughs> scared of you. Like I love Johnny. Big Johnny wrestling chance. Everyone's really on board with the Johnny train right now. I am as well. I'm so on board with Johnny right now. I think a, a face turn sooner rather than later is probably should mm-hmm. be on the cards. Um, him coming out, his promo here was so good. Just being like, uh, you're, uh, what was it? You're in my territory when you're standing in that ring, kind of thing. Uh, and saying, I may not have a sword, but I actually have talent. Was like, oh, Oof. oh, these these are some good lines from Johnny. Um. And yeah, it, it was one of those where he did the thing and I was like, ooh, like in person, I was like, ooh, that's that physically made me like, stop for a second and be like, this is a good promo. Uh, yeah, his delivery was great, I thought. He's he's a very natural, charismatic promo. I thought he is great here. Um, Cross sort of comes out on top, like he, he's slamming Gargano into the barricade repeatedly. Security comes out with Joe, tries to separate. Gargano manages to get like a little super kick in and then he, uh, he scampers away. Um, Yeah, again, setting up more segments throughout the show, but this seems to be the direction we're going with Cross versus Gargano uh, as the next NXT title match, and I'm I'm all for it. I think it'd be great. And with Cross potentially heading up to the main roster sooner rather than later, maybe after SummerSlam, I can see Johnny winning the title, and I think he should, really. It'd be cool. Yeah, so this is the part
2: where I was curious, because I think you can take the title off of Bronson Reed and not have it be a big deal like mm-hmm. he didn't have a long-term rival or rivalry or storyline going where it made sense to wait until that moment to take the title off of him with Karrion Cross, I think the idea is to build him for Kyle like I think Kyle okay. O'Reilly is is who they want to take the title off of him but I also don't think that was going to be anytime soon maybe nah. the SummerSlam takeover but that would be like at the earliest yeah and that's not the direction they're going right now because you need to get through the Adam Cole-Kyle O'Reilly thing. And in the meantime, you've got Johnny Gargano as across as his next challenger. If he's going to get called up the same time as Bronson Reed, I think that might just be Johnny Gargano getting just being in the right place at the right time, like mm-hmm. the placeholder rivalry kind of being like, oh, well now this is the rivalry and he's going to be the one to beat him. I don't, again, we don't know that that's going to happen, but if, if Bronson reads anything to go off of, they're clearly trying to get these guys up to the main roster sooner rather than later. Yeah. I think I would prefer less of a slow burn baby face turn from the way I kind of think they should just do it. Cause this was, mm-hmm. this whole episode was a bit, middle of the road like they're still getting cheered because caring cross is now an out and out heel but they're still doing heelish things yeah and i feel like when you have a situation where people want to cheer a guy that you're turning babyface i think you just got to do it it might not yeah. be the initial plan but this is a moment where you got to adapt and just do the babyface turn now because it's just going to lead to them caring less if they're if they're at their peak now and you keep doing the heel stuff, the peak's going to keep going down, and I don't want that to be the case.
1: Totally, yeah, I'm with you. I'm hoping after Great American Bash next week that they maybe, uh, maybe Candace and Indy start acting a bit more like babyfaces now, because they're still very much heel, heel, heels Yeah. Um, uh, that we saw in the backstage segment later. So I'm hoping that maybe after Great American Bash next week, they can start turning a little bit more babyface too, and then they can just pull the trigger and go straight forward and have all four of them as babyfaces.
2: You know, you know why that might not be as much of an issue anymore? Mm-hmm. Have we just dropped
1: the Dexter Loomis thing? Dude, isn't it isn't it wild that NXT has been on a really great run of shows. Like really great, like the past three, four weeks have been on really good runs of shows since Dexter Loomis has been off the show. I'm not saying he's the reason they've been bad. I'm just saying it's an odd coincidence. I'll say it, I'll say it
2: he's he's a reason why these shows aren't as good when he's on yeah. it. and that's not a dig at him, that's a dig at how they book him and the storylines that he's in but Dexter Loomis on TV is bad and his storylines are bad yeah it's I, once, is a, once is happenstance, twice is a coincidence three times is confirmation, mm-hmm. and we've had several shows in a row now and they've all been better without this asinine storyline. So, I know I said a couple weeks ago that if if they just dropped it, I would be upset because like you're just kind of wasting the time. I've gotten mm-hmm. past that. I don't even care now. If yep. if this is just never mentioned on the show again, I think it's a I think
1: it's a plus. Yep, I agree. Uh, we then had uh, the way drove away from the building. But of course they didn't, because we saw them again later. Uh, we then got uh, Roderick Strong versus Asher Hale in the Diamond Mines kind of in-ring debut. Um, it was fine. I yeah. wanted to see more from this. I wanted to see what about Roderick Strong had changed now that he's in the Diamond way and He's away from Undisputed Era. Now he's got this Diamond Mine faction. What is different about Roderick Strong? What, what is Diamond Mine about? What are they going to do? And they had a match. And yeah. it was all right. ronnie strong is a good wrestler They're
2: yeah they're two good workers but yeah i didn't see anything different here you know like diamond mine was hyped up for a long time and we said at the end of the show last week that it was a pretty by the numbers debut angle to attack kushida Mm -hmm. and we were gonna wait to see the the big picture Mm-hmm. Well, this was to me was an opportunity to show a bit of the big picture, and I still didn't see it. It was just again, it was fine, but now that's two weeks in a row where things have just been
1: fine, and I'm ready for things to be a bit more impressive than fine. Yeah, totally. Um, Malcolm Bivens afterwards says that Diamond mine is open for business, and this is just the beginning. Again, I also felt like okay, we got the match. Malcolm Bivins is going to cut a promo, and maybe he'll explain what Diamond Mind's about. But no, it was just the one line, and then they just stopped again, and I was like, well. What is Diamond Mine doing? Like, what's yeah. the, what's other than they're a faction? Like, what, what, what are they? They come out in tracksuits. You know, what's their, what, what's their character? What do they want? What are they doing? What's their, what's their defining thing? What makes them an, uh, an intimidating and cool faction? You know, and uh, there wasn't much to it, unfortunately. Um, yeah. hopefully we'll see you more in future weeks. Hey, I hope so. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not done with this faction
2: or anything. Totally yet. not. No, you know, it was just like, all right. It was uh it was a match and it was fine. Yeah. But for a debuting faction, I would have liked a little bit more.
1: Uh, the one thing I did like about this was Roderick Strong putting in a submission, uh, Asher Hill tapping, and then him putting in another submission to be like, No, stop tapping, and then pulled his arm back into another arm. Yep. I quite like that. It's quite funny.
2: Yeah, uh, if we got if we got a whole match full of stuff like that, mm. I think it would have been really good. Yeah. But it it was like Roderick Strong took his his aggressiveness from like a six to a seven Mm -hmm. in this match, you know, or a seven to an eight. Like it was one tick up. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. super noticeable until you got to the, to the finish where if I was booking the company, I would have taken it from like a seven to a 10, just have him be like really aggressive in this first match, just to show you that there has been a a real change in his attitude.
1: Yes. Um, And it it might just be a case of uh, through, uh, some reports we don't know whether this is you know complete confirmation or anything but there have been some reports that originally in diamond mine it was supposed to be marina shafir and arturo ruas that were alongside Roderick strong which would have made a lot more sense for the whole mma vibe that they were mm-hmm. going for um so i don't know whether they're just kind of going through the motions before they find their feet again in this new faction that they're trying to put together with uh, with the other guys instead but i feel like if they had shafir and Ruas as like an MMA fighter faction, it probably would have worked a little bit better than what they're doing right now. Maybe. I don't know. That's just speculation there. Um, after that, we got uh, Cameron Grimes versus Ari Sterling, which was set up uh, last week uh, where Cameron Grimes uh, just kind of punched Ari Sterling for um, saying that Ted Tibiase was a, an idiot or whatever he said. Uh, and remember when last week when we were just like, he just punched him and then there was nothing to it. Well, they at least followed up on it this week. Um, and they, they, they had, I had two, uh, uh, my first two notes for this match was if you're going to have two enhancement matches, don't have them back to back. That's all I'd say. And also, Oh, this is the lad from last week who randomly chatted S word about DBS. Totally forgot that that was a thing until they <laughs> briefly mentioned it on commentary. And I was like, Oh yeah, that did happen last week. Um, I thought this match was really fun, but I do have a criticism. In that I mm-hmm. thought Ari Sterling, uh, Ari Sterling, sorry, uh, looked really good coming out of this match. Lots of like really cool offense uh, that he uh, did through this one. Mr. Shooting Star going into Cameron Crimes' cave in. I don't think the point of the match was to make Sterling look good though. The point of the yep. match is to make Grimes look good and Grimes didn't really get that much offense in this match. I would have preferred Grimes to either, not necessarily win immediately, but take more of the match basically because it was like 90% Sterling offense and then a cave in and then Grimes wins. The point of this match is to get Grimes back on the winning streaks after after losing at TakeOver and not winning the, the million dollar championship and he's entering more into the feud here. Granted he did win, but I just feel like Grimes needed to look better out of this because it feels like this match was With the way the match was structured, it felt like it was designed to get Sterling over in defeat, and I don't think that was the point. That's what it felt like coming out of it to me, but I don't think that should have been the point of the match.
2: I totally agree. Uh, This felt more like a main roster squash, not squash, enhancement match than anything else, where you've got the babyface who isn't... It's different when the babyface is like a top, top main event or really big, sizable star because then they get to run through their challenger or their opponent and not much is thought about it. It's a quick match. They get most of the offense, but when it's a guy who's a little bit lower on the card or a little bit smaller in the case of Cameron Grimes, they seem to want these matches to be like, well, let's see how much he can sell. You need to show that he can sell and that like, yeah, he's good at it, but that's not the point. That's not what gets you over. It's not how good you can sell. I thought that Ari Sterling's offense in this match was really cool. He did like a, an acai moonsault where he, where he jumped off of the inside of the middle rope as opposed to the outside. And I thought that was Mm -hmm. like incredible. It blew my mind. I really liked that. He hit a knee drop that I thought just about killed Cameron Grimes, (laughs) (laughs) which wasn't as good, but kind of made my ears perk up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he hit um, a corkscrew shooting star press in the ring yeah i was like wow this guy's like really going off and of course like i've seen alex zane wrestle before so i know yeah. that he's good but getting to see it on nxt was was pretty neat but i agree like i came out of this going wow ari sterling instead of yeah cameron grimes which when you're moving into a- another match with la Knight should be the point point. and i
1: think that kind of got lost in uh, in the yeah. whole match here a little bit, yeah. And speaking of that match with LA Knight, he came out and cut a promo after the match to be like, I'm still the million-dollar champion. I'm the best. You suck. And Cameron Grimes said, hey, if you want to uh, talk trash about Ted DiBiase, come down to the ring and do it. I want another chance at that million-dollar championship. Uh, we should do it next week at Great American Bash. And LA Knight, of course, which I quite liked, was just like, yeah, you want that match? No. Why would I do that? That's dumb. Um, and then kind of went to walk away and then... uh thought thought better of it, came back and said, actually, there is one piece that's missing from this whole thing. You know, I've got this championship now and it, it's great and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I struggled to find my glasses earlier, my sunglasses. I really need an assistant so we can do this match next week for the million dollar championship. But if you lose, you have to become my butler. And I was like, nah, I'm into it. I was like, <laughs> okay, they're doing a rematch really soon after the ladder match. I don't know if I'm super into this. This, is, this feels really early for Grimes to win it. And then he said, if you lose, you become my butler. I was like... Because Grimes isn't winning, right? Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think they could make some magic with uh, Grimes as the butler. As much as I want to see Grimes eventually take that championship off him, now is not the time, uh, or next week is not the time. Uh, and I'm, I think they could make some really fun vignettes with Grimes as Knight's butler. They could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I
2: thought that they were going to do a series of vignettes after, you know, after uh, LA Knight won the million dollar championship. We haven't really gotten them yet, but seeing as now they're going to potentially add Cameron Grimes to this whole equation with the vignettes.
1: Mm-hmm. Now
2: I think we're going to actually get cooking with some really like entertaining stuff. I'm very excited to see it. Of course, this is where things just go haywire and Cameron Grimes wins the title and everything and makes us look like fools. But I'm yeah. hoping that that doesn't happen.
1: Yes, as much as I love Grimes, and I still want him to win eventually, now is not the time for him to do it. Uh, no. I should extend that story out. Um, we then got a backstage promo with uh, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. The way interruptive of Candice and in Indy, and they just kind of go back and forth a little bit and say, we're going to beat you next week. And Shirai says, you've never beaten me, Candice, and next week we're going to be champions. Cool. Yeah. Should be a good match Solid. next week. Yep. Uh, we then had Kyle O'Reilly came out to the ring. Um, Adam Cole eventually comes out as well. Kyle just being like, I'm going to fight Adam Cole next week. He's going to make me a better wrestler. Adam Cole comes out. Samoa Joe then immediately comes out and he's like, "Hey guys, just gonna make sure that nothing like last week happens again. You guys just carry on. Don't even you don't even need to know I'm here." Um, really cool promo I thought between Kyle and Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole is such a good promo. Yeah. Uh, God, it's so good. And just him being like, "I was a star of the undisputed era, and everybody knows that I'm still the star. Even your wife knows I'm the star." And I was like. <laughs> that got strangely personal out of nowhere. And then Kyle uh, kind of like uh, got fired up and was like, don't ever mention my wife again and stuff like that. Uh, and they're kind of getting each other's face. He was saying, I'm I'm ashamed to ever be in, in, in a group like Undisputed Era. Adam Cole like slaps the mic away. Samoa Joe kind of gets in between them, just kind of breaking them up a little bit. But then Kyle gets in a knee bar onto, uh, onto Cole. And then Joe just decides to not break it up. And he's like, mm, I'm good. I'll just I'll just leave this going for a little bit. Got out the ring, went up the ramp a little bit, and was like, okay, go on, security, go break him up. Uh, I really liked it. Really, really liked it. Lots of tension between Joe and Cole. I like the fact that he was like, eh, you kind of deserve this one. It's fine. Uh, and then he let him fight for a little bit. I'm really interested in this match, man. You know, I, I've already said my piece about how I don't think they should have built from an unsexual match to a singles match, and I, I think it's too soon to do this rematch and all that stuff, but you know what? I think it's going to be a really good match. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I wasn't the
2: the biggest fan of like the very first Kyle O'Reilly bit of this promo when it was just him talking in the ring. It it felt like weirdly like innocent and kind of dorky a little bit where he's just like made me believe that I could be the NXT champion. I was like, you should already think that Kyle, you're a top guy in this promotion. But that was like one line that I was just kind of like, don't like that. Everything after that was like really good, intense promo work where adam cole was being adam cole and being all hot stuff and i'm the star and i really like that there was the part of me that was like talk about ring of honor talk about ring of honor <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: like <laughs> you he, know he briefly like alluded to it and he's like this goes way deeper than nxt and i was like i was like he's, like, like, he's gonna it's say, it. Happening. say the line say <laughs> the line say the line say the line he didn't say the line but you know that
2: was it's like oh you guys were rivals in ring of honor and then yeah. and then you wrestled in the tokyo dome talk about it oh come on <laughs> It didn't happen. I don't hold that against them by any means because it's WWE yeah, and they don't talk guy. about other other promotions. But every once in a while, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, do the yeah. thing, do the <laughs> thing. But yeah, I really did. It's also worth mentioning that Adam Cole like took a swing at hmm. Kyle O'Reilly, but Samoa Joe had to duck out of the way. Yeah. So that was kind of like the reason why he just kind of let Adam Cole sit there in the heel hook for a little bit or the knee bar for a little bit. And he's just like, yeah. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have swung. Deal with it. And then walked away. Yeah. I really liked it. Everything here kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. And in a promo segment with multiple people and different character
1: motivations, it's good to have everything make sense. 100%. And the match next week should be really good. Great American is yeah. looking like a great bloody card, let me tell you. Um, oh, yeah. We then had uh, the mixed uh, tag match of Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez versus Xia uh, and Boa. There's not much to talk about in this match apart from the one thing that happened. First off, Jake Atlas has joined the fight. Lest we forget from last week. I'm not letting that, di- not letting that die.
2: <laughs> new, Atlas, new challenger approaching. New
1: challenger approaching. Jake Atlas has joined the fight. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, there was one spot in this match where Zaylee was coming in hot hit this really nice uh, Mercedes Martinez got distracted by um, Mei Ying who uh, stood up on the ramp uh, but then Zia attacked her she came back in and she hit this roundhouse kick and she connected fully flush on Mercedes face Uh, and Mercedes got legitimately just knocked out Uh, she just fell to the mat you could see that she had no idea what was going on you could see her like briefly kind of talking to Zaya on the mat as I went for a pin uh, and she's kind of sort of kicked out but not really and the referee kind of rolled her over to make sure she kicked out at the same time Uh, and then the camera just went on to Zaya Lee the ref kind of moved her away the camera did not show Mercedes again and the ref just called for referee stoppage Uh, apparently mercedes got taken to the back got checked on and then got taken to hospital for 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 further evaluation and like that was it she just got stopped for a stoppage that kick looked brutal when they showed the replay of it goodness me hope mercedes is all right obviously we haven't had any updates as of yet but uh goodness me xylee's a dangerous person Dangerous feet. I mean, yeah, yeah th- there's not there's not a whole lot to say about
2: it other than just hoping that Mercedes Martinez is all right. Because, oof, man, like, just kicked her right in the head. Yeah, man. Oh, like, yeah, if this is a video game. K.O. <laughs> it, sh- yeah. it sure was. Because she, f- she falls to the mat, and she's, like, really close to the ropes. Like, her head is almost touching the rope. So I was like, oh, is, is this going to be is this going to be like really tough? Like, are they going to have to pull her back into the ring to get the pin? And she didn't even like kick out. She just kind of started like reaching almost like mm. her shoulder was just up. And I was like, Ooh, she's out. Like yeah. you could tell she didn't know where she was. And uh, it's just tough. You know, you hate to see stuff like this happen and ac- accidents happen, but it
1: sucks. It sucks. And
2: we hope that Mercedes Martinez is all right. You know, it's just a scary
1: yeah. scene. Yeah, totally. Um, But if she is okay, and I really hope she is, I would like to see Xylee incorporate this as some sort of like character beat or like just at least like cut a promo about it and just be like, hey, look, I'm really bloody dangerous. Look at what I did to Mercedes kind of thing. Um, and I, d- I don't think it's necessarily a-, a super bad thing. I don't think like Xylee's a dangerous worker or anything like that. No. It's just accidents happen, you know, and she just connected a bit more flush than she meant to kind of thing. That That's, that's all it is, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, as long as that's a yeah, as long as everything works out and Mercedes
2: Martinez is okay, then there's no reason you can't turn this into an angle. Hundred percent. Just yeah. capitalize on this bad thing that happened and make it so that Zaylee is now even more dangerous. Of course, it, it a little bit different context if things get worse, but we're well, hopefully that doesn't happen. We don't need to worry yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, uh, we then got a little promo segment between uh, Champer and Thatcher and MSK. Where they all entered with chairs, kind of sat them down and sat across from each other. Uh, I thought Champa had a really good promo here. Uh, yep. Him just uh, just firing up and being like, "No one elevates a title, like I elevate a title," and the crowd went nuts for it. They were like, "Yeah, we love you, Champa. You're great." Um, and he was saying that Thatcher's never won. Uh, Thatcher's never won gold, but he's hungry. Like, look at this guy's face. He's he's ready to to win a title and all that stuff. Uh, Champa's gonna kill you. Chance start ringing out. MSK then retort. With a promo <laughs> saying that they should put some respect on their name, and they respect Champer and Thatcher and all they've done, but we're the champions and you're the challengers. It's like, yes, that's how matches work. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Nash Carter slaps Champer, who completely no selves it, like not even like moving his head. Didn't even just like move to take the slap. Literally just nothing from him at all and then terrified uh, (laughs) terrified of this man right and thatcher fires up and looks like he wants to brawl and champa kind of pushes him back and he kind of leans in towards carter and he's like almost like speaking into his ear and it's like you got a free one this week uh but you won't be so lucky next week bring your pride and your tiles because we're going to take both and then gives him a little kiss on the cheek no what a champa terrifying terrifying man
2: yeah, I've good been thing. the biggest I've been the biggest uh supporters of MSK since arriving in NXT. People have been booing MSK, and I was like, why? I don't get it. I don't understand it. I really like MSK. This was not their night. I thought like the promo itself was fine. It was functional, but compared to the other side where Tommaso Ciampa cut a really good promo, and then to just Go for the slap and be like, yeah, they looked like total punks. And these are the guys who, you know, they are kind of like the over exuberant, obnoxious kind of baby faces, at least from their time and impact, they were more obnoxious than they are now. But people already don't like them. Yeah. To go and slap Tommaso Ciampa, have him completely no sell it, and then just kind of say, No, it's okay. You got a free one and next week we're going to take your pride and your titles. What a badass. Right. Like what a old guns gunslinger. Like mm-hmm. oh man, this cowboy rides into town, I'm hiding in the saloon. I'm not I'm not going anywhere near Tomaso Champa cuz he will kill you. I really like MSK but after watching this, like I know who I would be cheering for if I was in the crowd next week and it's not MSK. I think yeah. this built up Thatcher and Champa Significantly better as baby faces than and they did MSK. Yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, what was the thing I was going to mention about that? Also, yeah, just a general thing. I thought the crowd were really good on this show. Comparison yeah. to other weeks where they've been a bit dead, like at TakeOver, we were complaining that, like, hey, crowd you should probably liven up a little bit i thought they were really good on this show i don't know whether they were just mic'd better or they were just a a better crowd i don't know but they were really into the vast majority of this show cheering all the people they're supposed to cheer booing all the people they're supposed to boo it was a really good time yeah um much much much, much better this week
2: i like this from a shock old man chapa is old man logan yeah yeah
1: sure is that that about covers it honestly i really like that uh, we then got a little backstage promo where uh, Saray walks into a little interview with William Regal, who was just listing off the Great American Bash card, saying that she wants a match uh, wants a match against Tony Storm. And then uh, William Regal goes, okay, I'll take that <laughs> into consideration. So I assume we're getting Saray versus Tony Storm. Cool. I, I would think so. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like, right. I,
2: I would like a match, please. Okay, who would you like to wrestle? Tony Storm, please. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Note it. Yeah. Sh- cool. yeah, it's cool. about as, as low key of a of a match being put together as as you can get. But yeah, yeah. sure. Uh I and then we see them got... do stuff <laughs> with Saray. I know, you right? know, yeah. Like her and Frankie Monet, like they've debuted since Takeover, Stand and Deliver, but neither's really doing anything. And I get They're it, you don't want to have matches. Yeah, you don't want to push them like right to the top
1: of the card or anything, but I feel like neither of them are really doing anything. no exactly. Yeah. Uh, we then got carrying cross attempting to leave backstage, but Gargano in theory start attacking him uh gargano then kind of traps cross in like the door of his car and just kind of starts shoving the door into him beats him like you know four or five times with the door uh, and then turns around to the camera that's there cuts a promo straight into the camera saying that cross isn't on his level before cross was immediately behind him again just rises up from that attack and then just chokes him out. You know what? As much as I've not been a huge fan of uh I, I I've been okay with Cross kind of thing. I thought he looked like an absolute badass in this little segment of him just choking out Johnny and him just being like, What was that? What were you saying? What were you saying? As he chokes him out. I'm like,
2: that's cool. You're a cool. So this man. is what you get for being a smart ass.
1: Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's
2: the thing. Like, yeah, I don't cool. I'm not super negative on carrying cross. No. You know, I understand why people may not want him in the, the big 30 minute matches at the end of NXT shows, but I don't have that big of a problem with him. And in a segment like this, he came across really well. This was more of the segment where I didn't like the portrayal of Johnny Gargano and Austin theory, because I want mm-hmm. them to be baby faces. It feels like that's the direction that we're going, but it also feels like we're not there yet. Like we're taking steps backwards. Like we are taking one step mm-hmm. forward and two steps back in terms of the heel baby face thing. Yeah. I just, yeah. I want them to do the thing already. Also, also I like crazy. Dodge Challengers. So, points to carrying to Cross. I want his car. In
1: general, Dodges are pretty good. Um, yeah. uh, and also, I quite liked that when Cross uh, did his kind of big forearm elbow to the back of uh, Austin Theory, there was no like shouting or like yelling, going, ah, as he did it. It was just, you just heard an impact. It was like, ow. It just <laughs> kind of like sold it a little bit more for me. I don't know what it was. It just made it feel like much more impact. It was really good. Um, and then we got onto the main event that we already spoke about of Reed versus Swerve. Uh, overall, I think we've kind of flipped from, it was either last week's show or the week before where you rated a show five out of five. And I said it was a four out of five. I think it was one of the show that um, Joe returned at. uh, you said it's for uh, five out of five. I said four for this one. I'm going to give it a five out of five. Cause for me, uh, I just, it wasn't anything bad on the show. Really. I just, I liked it from top to bottom. And even the stuff that was, you know, not quite as good, like the first bit of the Kyle Riley promo. Was then got trounced by the much better Adam Cole and Kylo Riley bit afterwards. And like MSK's promo wasn't as good, but Champa's one was great. And I'm really looking forward to the match. So it was like all the negative stuff on the show was then trumped by much better, bigger positive stuff. Uh, and like the main event match might not have been the same in ring quality than previous main events in recent weeks, but Swerve's a North American champion, which I more hit row. I love hit row. It's five out of five show. I love it. Top to bottom. There wasn't anything bad on the show.
2: Yeah. I mean, again. Four out of five, five out
1: of five doesn't
2: make too much of a difference for me. Personally, I thought it was more of a four out of five show. I was just missing that one uh, match or segment that I'm going to remember going forward in weeks to come. Like, I'm going to remember Swerve winning the championship, but I'm not going to remember much of the actual match itself. And I kind of felt like that throughout the entire show. Like, everything was good, but I didn't feel like anything was great. And I need at least one great thing on the show in order for it to be a five out of five. So I went four, but still a very good show that people need to go and see.
1: Well, before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, last chance to get in your Ultra Chats there, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get those in. Link is on the screen right now. Uh, and we'll go through all of them that are five bucks and up before the show ends today. And uh, we need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on Patreon. Uh, as of tomorrow everybody. As of tomorrow, we're having a new perk on the WrestleTalk Patreon page. The Fan Mania that was on the Parts of Unknown Patreon page is moving over to the WrestleTalk page. So if you pledge at the $10 tier or above, you get to uh, participate once per month in the Fan mania hosted by Andy Datson and Adam Blompier, uh, competing in your, your favorite Mania rounds. You get to compete against a bunch of other people. And if you win, you get your own Mania trophy like the one that's on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. So you can go check that out as of tomorrow on WrestleTalk's Patreon page. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Splook's best friend, Adam Blomplate. Woo! Thank you very much.
2: That's some good karma, good dharma.
1: Yeah, yeah thank you. I'm going to applaud by applauding my title, book because I, that feels apt to me. <laughs> Really like it. Uh, Arnie K. The K stands for the coolest dude ever. Woo! Woo! Thank you.
2: Lampier's number one fan, Tom Delvies.
1: Woo! Thank you. Woo! He's got two first names, Matt Howard. Yeah. Woo! Thank you very much.
2: Never trust a man with two first names. No. Wingsuit simpleton's
1: bestie, Stickman Fran. Woo! Stickman Fran, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Tengu Ray Mysterio. Woo! Yeah. Thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Don't impede, Scott Peden. Woo! Woo! Thank you very much. Osmosis Jones' cousin, Radarius Jones. Yeah! Thank you very much.
2: That's a cool name, Radarius. I like that. hmm
1: yeah. zarjeff Woo. Woo! Thank you very much. Dave the D-Train Carpenter. Woo! Yeah. Thank you very much. N.J. Hornsberg. Woo! Yeah. you very much and finally for the month hannah allen key woo thank you very much (laughs) we we often see hannah allen in the ultra chats and she wanted a new (laughs) nickname and i i definitely didn't think about that one for approximately five seconds before making it that didn't happen at all Let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here. Got one here from 69Intangibles, Sadie Deegan. Thank you. Um, hey, you golden boys. That's right. We are the golden boys right now. Uh, just got home from work, and I'm so happy to see y'all live. Also, captain of Team Kick. Only ever sounded cool with Tegan Knox's accent. Don't ask me why. So happy to see Hit Row with gold. They are just money. Love you both. Hashtag LIW for life. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I mean... I'm not going to do Tegan Knox's accent because off the top of my head, I can't think of a Welsh accent and I said like, hear it to replicate. So I'm not going to try, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. But yes, also have to hit Robert gold. But yeah, Captain of Team Kick. Team Kick is still a bad name, though.
2: Still
1: yeah. going to harp on that one.
2: It's, it's just bad. I remember when Dakota Kai was getting like bullied by Shayna Baszler a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And there's like she's the the captain of Team Kick. I was like, well, that's lame.
1: Yeah. What the hell is Team Kick? I mean, at least that kind of worked because she was supposed to be a little bit like, oh, she's bubbly and kooky, and she's a bit of an underdog, and she's got a, she's a bit of a goofball, and all that stuff. But now it's just like she's supposed to be a badass. She's with Raquel Gonzalez, and also she's part of Team Kick. Like
2: she, there's one person on Team Kick.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Who else is on
2: Team Kick? It's
1: just she's just Captain Kick, which is also a dumb name. Oh my god, don't don't give him ideas. That's gonna be a new name now. Dakota, Captain Kick, Kai. Yeah. Goodness me. That sounds awful. uh, She's gonna be a superhero.
2: She's gonna be Captain Mm -hmm. Kick. Gonna have a big like EK on it with a foot.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh god. (laughs) With a foot? Yeah, she's gonna have a big foot. foot. Yeah, Ugh, she, she is Bigfoot now. Yeah. We have an email here, Tempest, uh, from Jack. We've got no pet pictures today. Very sad. Uh, if you guys want to email in, support at WrestleTalk.com is the place to do it. Uh, email in and send us some pet pictures or tell us a, a story or literally anything. And we'll probably talk about it. Uh, but we've got this email from Jack that says, Good day to you, sirs. It's all in capitals with lots of O's, so you know that's how you're supposed to say it. Of course. Jack here. Uh, hope you're doing fantastically and feeling fine. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts of varying subjects, and last week your Smackdown review was by far the funniest pod of the week kudos uh the rematch rage and tempest rant on the women's division had me howling it's cathartic as a listener to hear mutual grievances being voiced by you guys so thank you i really needed to pick me up this week as the scummers who live behind me have a pet goose in the garden honking at 4 a.m i miss sleep i know you can relate to that tempest with your rooster oh that hits home that really ooh. does
2: especially with it being a goose which yeah is you know the natural hated bird of Canada. Mm. Oh uh. Uh-uh. uh, I'm with you. I'm with you,
1: Jack. I'm not is, uh, for birds making noises at ungodly hours. Is Untitled Goose Game allowed in Canada? Do they just hate geese that much that they're just like, nah, I can't play this game. It's too, it's too uh uh awful for the uh inhabitants of Canada to relive on a daily basis their hatred of geese. We don't hate the geese, the geese hate mm. us.
2: Oh, I see. Canadian right. geese are the the devil's bird. They are mm. mean. They are aggressive. They they just honk all the I time. See. Oh, they're the worst.
1: They are the worst creature. So, Untitled Goose Game was really a documentary about the daily life of inhabitants of Canada uh, mm-hmm. and their ongoing struggle with uh, geese. I assume. Oh yeah. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah. Um, great. Uh, glad we could lit that one up uh, Jack continues on uh, my question this week is simple each time Tempest says or tweets in it it pops me a little bit what other British media do you watch slash listen to uh, have you watched the Cornetto trilogy I think you'd love it anyway thanks for being awesome all hail LIW stay choppy lads PS the underwater episode and the eulogy episode of BoJack are amazing yes they are continue Tempest I'll talk more about BoJack in a second uh, have you seen the Cornetto trilogy do you know what they are uh, I think Think I do, yeah. That's the Hot Fuzz uh, mm-hmm. movies and
2: everything. Yes, I have. Sure is. Yeah, I, have. I had to make sure very quickly. Mm. Quick Google yeah. search. I was like, yeah. I yeah, think yeah, I yeah. know. I think that's that thing. But you it is. Yes, Lebanon. of course. Yeah. Um, also, huge fan of uh, Monty Python.
3: Mm. Absolutely,
2: yeah. absolutely love Monty Python. Yeah. Everything they do is is hilarious. I will say, quick story. Um, the the first girlfriend that I ever had out of high school, um, we had shall we say differing opinions on comedy right and comedy is subjective and everyone sure is. is allowed to their opinion but in my opinion her taste in comedy was a bit naff okay yep talking favorite movies or adam sandler's bad movies oh like no not, not happy gilmore and billy no. madison but no. like little Nikki. Oh god I don't, I, I, Yeah, yeah, it is is bad, not is bad. I don't yeah. know if Jack and Jill ever came up, but it wouldn't eh. surprise me. Yeah. So she comes with uh myself and my family to uh our cottage for a weekend one one year and mm-hmm. we have like a group viewing of Monty Python the Holy Grail, which mm-hmm. to me is one of the funniest movies ever made. Yeah. And it's like, it's good, classic British humor. Uh, I just, I love it. And we put it on and we're like five, 10 minutes into the movie where Arthur is talking with the two peasants in the field. And there's like, well, I didn't vote for you. Help, help, I'm being repressed. And the whole room is just dying. And Mm -hmm. I look over to her and I was like, it's funny, right? And she just don't get it. We broke up shortly afterwards. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that. I can't say that it had anything to to do with it. But nowadays, mm. might be a bit of a deal breaker.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, oh, you reminded me of something of that i can't remember yeah my my ex as well was just like oh yeah I, I the thing is we had very kind of similar views with what we found uh funny uh comedy was very very like um crossed over a lot and i was saying oh yeah i love the old adams and the stuff like the happy Gilmore, to be madison's even like the water boy and stuff like that it was yeah you know it's not probably not age great but it's all right um and uh and then she was saying yeah yeah i love all those stories and like little nicky and stuff like that and i was like no no, no. Yeah. <laughs> let's no. Let's take that one out. Uh, that's 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 not a thing we're going to be watching. Let's not add that to the to the to watch list. She was like, no, but it's like it's really funny. It's like it's not though, is it? I think you're Mm-mm. just lying. No, no. What? Mm-mm. What is your favorite like comedy movie of all time? Do you think? Oh, that's because like because like there's there's films that are funny but aren't like straight up comedies. You know? Yeah, sure. Like um... like like a Scott Pilgrim. Isn't right. a comedy, but it's a funny movie kind of thing. Right.
2: No. Uh. As far as actual comedies go, ooh, I, I'm probably gonna have to name off a few and just not mm. pick one. Uh, Spaceballs is definitely up there. Sure. Fantastic movie. Another uh, family classic. Happy Gilmore legitimately is up there. So um, I
1: I've seen Happy Gilmore more times than I would care to count.
2: Love. I love that movie absolutely yeah. love it um i had another one oh super bad super bad's got to mm-hmm. be up there super bad yeah. is a is a all-time classic film yeah, yeah. And i'm waiting i'm waiting for the super bad of like this generation to come out and yeah. it hasn't happened <laughs> there's, yeah there's only one super bad uh but those those three are probably up there um love the austin powers movies i think they're good too yeah, great
1: yeah, love them.
2: Dodgeball's good. Dodgeball's another to, good movie. I was about to say dodgeball. Dodgeball's definitely up there for me. Those that that probably covers
1: just about all the movies that I watched far too young that I shouldn't have been mm-hmm. able to watch. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> checks out. Uh yeah. ju- I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Just a couple others I'm going to add on as well. Talladega Nights, I really like. It's not one of my. One. I, I don't think it's my favorite, but it's a it's a good movie. I I enjoy it, and I think probably higher Anchorman. I I yeah. adore Anchorman. It's so stupid. I love it. It for me that is like peak Will Ferrell comedy style. Yeah, that I really like. Um,
2: I probably say yeah. the same thing about like Step Brothers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Step Brothers up there too. Um, but I think it's it's going to be close between Anchorman and Dodgeball and Happy Gilmore. Probably my top like three. I think. Mm. They're all so good. Oh god, I've watched them all so many times. I could quote probably the whole movie for oh, yeah. at least at, at least I'd happy Gilmore. I could probably quote the whole movie. Um God, <laughs> just, I, I would just I will go will home, say... are you too good for your home? Answer me.
2: God, I, it so hasn't good. really come up in, in our content, because why would it? Mm-hmm. But if you take the same brain that's in this here head that knows all of this wrestling trivia and whatnot. Yeah. It's pretty much just as full of movie quotes. Like, yeah. I could probably make it a decent way through Scott Pilgrim reciting the entire script.
1: Yeah, yeah, you like know? in order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. I,
2: I, I would get to the part where she lists off all of the T's and then I'd be like, "What yeah. order they do they go in?" But yeah. that goes for Dodgeball. That goes for Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. That goes for Happy Gilmore. The yeah. whole deal. The whole deal. It's all useless information in here.
1: It's gotta be the haircut and feathered and lethal. <laughs> <laughs> I I love Dutch Fool so much. I, yeah. I really like B- Ben Stiller as a whole. I think he's very, very funny. Um yeah. as a as an actor. And I think it, it was quite good that he he did well at like night of the museum as a bit more of like a mainstream thing, but I prefer him when he gets really dumb. And does like yeah. his character in Anchorman and like him in in Dodgeball and stuff like that. I'm like, oh god, this is this is amazing. I love that guy. Um, anyway, uh, pff, I've not got anything else. Uh, we can do one more email actually here, uh, which we've got from. Uh, we've got one here that says, "Hello, Wrestle Talk. It's me, Mistrust. I was hoping I could pick your brains for a moment. During the pandemic, my boyfriend and I started a YouTube gaming channel. It's pretty small, and and I understand that." Now, I also I wanted to also branch out and start working on my own animation slash storytime channel. What do you recommend to to keep me from being discouraged and push through the fear of laying yourself out to the world? Love you guys. You've done so much for my mental health. And genuinely, you guys are the best. Sorry for the long email. Live well and prosper. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Um, well, there's a lot to this. Um. uh it's really cool that you started up a a gaming channel with your boyfriend that's really cool uh if you want to start brunch now and working on your own animation story time channel it's such a basic answer but it's just you just gotta do it like you just gotta start making the stuff and the only thing to to stop you from becoming discouraged is to not look at the numbers like don't don't do it because you want it to be viewed like obviously stuff being viewed is good like you obviously you're making it for people to watch that's the point of it but that shouldn't be the defining factor as to a mark of its success. You should see it as a success of the fact you made it uh, and what your own criteria on the quality of it. If you think like, Hey, this was a really good animation. It doesn't matter that I only got watched by five people because I, I was really proud of what I made in this. And that's the thing you should really focus on rather than viewership numbers and subscribers and things like that. That'd be what I'd say.
2: Yeah. I think that basically covers it. Uh, most of the time, I mean, 99.9% of YouTube channels don't ever get past like a thousand subscribers and even Mm -hmm. that's probably generous. So you, you can't look at stuff like that as a new job or an avenue to make money. Yeah, that would be nice. That's like a perk of this working out, but you should do it as a hobby and something that you want to do for you do it just i want to make this art or this animation and put it out there that can be the success in itself you don't need the subscriber count to tell you that it's being successful just putting it out there is a big step and i'm not going to tell you that you can't get burnt out doing stuff because you know life is life and it can be difficult to stay motivated at times but if you keep doing it for the reasons of just putting it out there as opposed to trying to make money off of YouTube I think you'll probably be better off Mm because it
1: takes a lot to try and make any money off of YouTube exactly yeah and also you you'll constantly be hitting your goals if you set mm-hmm. goals of making money and getting so many views and then you don't hit them, that's what's going to get you discouraged, and that's what's going to make you start like burning out and stuff. Uh, but if you're just setting the goal of I want to upload this and then you keep uploading it, there you go. You've hit your goals. You that success, yay, happiness, etc. Um, yeah, hope that helped. Thank you for your emails, yeah. though. Uh, if any more of you guys want to email in, support at wrestletalk.com is the place to do it. Send your in send in your emails, we'll read them. And we'll respond, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, uh, that's going to be it. That's all the time we've got for this episode of the NXT podcast. Thank you very much, much, everyone, for listening uh, and for members on YouTube for watching. Uh, We really do appreciate it, guys. And uh, we've got a load more content, obviously, coming up soon. We're in the lead-up to Money in the Bank soon. We're having fans return craziness. So we're going to have loads more reviews and stuff coming soon. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. We really do appreciate it. We love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. We're so tall, now it's mine.